Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason, and this is Conversations in a Car. I'm grateful to be with you today on this Sunday. We're journeying out together, and I'm literally recording this in a vehicle right now. Why? Because life sometimes gets busy. We know that we have so much to do and so many things to take care of, so many places to go, and it's so important for us to realize that it's a great time to reflect and think about life. Today, though, is all about finances. And I'm really excited to join you and share so many great stories and tips to help you to win with your money. You know, over the course of the 34 years of my life, I've had a lot of different encounters and experiences, learned so much, and even published a, a book, Winning With Money, Dollars and Cents. It's been a great blessing. Certainly where we are today financially doesn't mean that's where we have to stay. And certainly we want to grow. And that's what it's about, growing your net worth. It's about growing your opportunities and the ability to make yourself a better life, to achieve those dreams. Now, put all jargon aside, put all the cliches um, off, and think about what are the real ways that are going to help you to win. And what I've learned over the last 10 years or so is establishing that game plan is going to be essential. For a lot of you, budgeting is something that you don't really want to do, but it's an absolute must. We've done countless podcasts on that and really laid out a grounding work and foundation of how you can win when it comes to building a budget that will work for your life situation, your goals, and what you truly want to achieve. Now, in order to do so, you also have to slay debt. And debt is something that will hinder your growth unless it is leveraging good debt. And there's something that I've learned in the past five years that has helped me to continue to increase and to build a pathway to a better future. And that's leveraging debt. It's actually borrowing money at a lower rate than the rate of return that you are actually getting back when you're investing money. And when you can do that, what happens is you can take someone else's money and utilize the money that you have and you're earning your income and maybe passive income streams through rental properties and other avenues in order to leverage it and to use it to accelerate your ability to build net worth because the rate of return which you are receiving far exceeds what you are paying out to the lender. That's a great use of debt. But for most people out there who are building their life, who are paying off their student loans, who are taking care of those credit cards and trying to get back to ground zero and a level playing field, it's really important for us to stay focused and to stay on the onset of being aggressive with paying off our debts in order to have the ability to exercise and to um, take into account those things that come our way and opportunities to jump on them and to seize the moment. With that being said, having acquired a rental property here and um, you know working on this triplex over the weekend, I was really thinking to myself, how can I continue to grow and to build the next level? And I want to share some stories with you to help you to put into perspective the real way of doing so. And yes, it is discipline. It is hard work. It is all those things that we've heard time and time again. But you have to understand that if you truly desire, if you want it to happen, if there is a will, there will be a way. Now, I was blessed and fortunate that when I was growing up as a kid, and I'm actually visiting there today, the Hill, Germantown, it was a tremendous place to grow up and to live. And my parents were very financially conscious. They were very good with their money, frugal people, people that understood how to uh, really take hold and account 
of their finances to never be in debt and if they had to have a loan or something of that nature to pay it off as soon as possible. But from the get-go as a little kid, I can recall even in my early childhood being in kindergarten. And my parents, they actually said, you know, Dan, you're going to school this year. We're going to give you 50 cents for being in kindergarten, 50 cents a week. And with it, you have to do these chores and these different things to help out around the house. But you will get paid 50 cents every single week. And then I graduated and went to first grade. And in there, I was getting a dollar a week. Second grade, $2, third grade, $3, so on and so forth. All the way through my senior year, I was getting $12 a week. Now, for many of you out there who have kids, highly suggest this strategy. And although the rate of inflation and you know how much the cost of living is today, maybe 50 cents isn't going to get your kindergarten or much. But what it did was it really helped me to understand the value of saving of making money and saving it because my parents were just giving me everything and anything. We would go to the store and I have to share this story with you because it is something that sticks out in my mind and I truly believe really laid a groundwork and a firm foundation to help me to establish a winning recipe when it comes to success and finances. So here I am, a kindergartner, having earned 50 cents a week and I saved up for about a month and I had my two dollars and with that two dollars i decided to go to walmart with my mom and we went on a little shopping trip and i was going to go and to check out at the cash register and when i was there and i bought a car and the car was a dollar 99 i thought to myself oh this is great i'll even have a penny left over and little did i know when i got up there little dan at five years old that i got up to the cash register she scans the car it is dollar 99 but then there's taxes and 8% in New York State. So lo and behold, that $1.99 car actually came up on the register to be about $2.16. I was 16 cents short. Oh no, what do I do now? And the lesson that I learned about taxes happened that day in kindergarten. And I went back and had to put the car back and I had to save up one more week. And when I went back the next week, although very disappointed that I wasn't able to purchase that car right away, what happened was it laid a groundwork and it left something in my memory that I still remember and recall to this day. But it did something far beyond that. It actually laid a very firm foundation for me as an adult because now I realize the value of money. Now I understand how hard you have to work for it and how diligent you have to be to save. And when you save where you want it to go, that's what matters. You have to make certain decisions in your life. As I'm driving a car that has 255,000 plus miles on it, you might say to yourself, why the heck is he doing that? There's no doubt I could afford something a lot nicer, a lot better. And yes, I'm pulling up to a red light actually right now as we speak, and there are a myriad of beautiful vehicles. We got Jeeps, we have BMWs, there's Mercedes Benzes. You look to the left and to the right, and the majority of people are driving things that far outshine what I am driving today, and I'm okay with that. Now, this episode is not about cars. It's certainly not about what you're purchasing on big scale items. However, what I will say to you is the desire that you have for the life that you're willing to lead and what you want to get out of it when it comes to your finances, the type of lifestyle you want to live for the long haul, that does matter. And the choices that you're making and the choices that you're helping your children to make from a very young age to set a firm foundation and to plant the seeds 
of financial frugality, but also of blessing and also of having a rich mindset. Because the people who are rich, look at the people in the world who are amassing such great wealth. You look at the likes of Warren Buffett, and I think he's still driving an older Chevrolet. And the thing about it is, you have to understand, what you're pulling up to the red light in doesn't really matter. However, if you're able to go and to enjoy a vacation somewhere from time to time, you're able to go and to explore the world, to have experiences. If you value having a dream home someday, which I am so blessed and fortunate to have worked hard with my wife and to be able to save up and to do it our way and to win, that we can move into a beautiful home that really is our dream. And when you wake up every single morning, you go downstairs and you're in your sunroom and you're enjoying everything that this place has to offer, it really truly is amazing. And you think to yourself, this is awesome, but it wasn't an overnight success. The younger people out there, the younger generation, unfortunately, so many things are handed to them. They don't have to work as hard because people are saying, okay, well, you know what? Here you go. Here is this. Here is that. There are handouts. And one of the things that I learned from a young age and not getting handouts, granted, my parents, they blessed us. We traveled a lot. We actually went around the world and back again. And, you know, they weren't rich. But the thing is, they were teachers. And because we had the time during the summer to do that, they valued the experiences above all things. But they saved. They invested. They worked hard. They stayed out of debt. I saw that growing up. And for those of you that are parents, that are godparents, that have nieces or nephews, the way that you deal with money, how you live on a daily basis, the effort that you put in is seen, it's witnessed by kids, by younger people. And you can share with them just by how you're living and how you're acting and they will recognize it. And then if you say some things about it too, it has that much more merit and that much more value. I was with my nephew, Leo. And what an amazing young man. He's in kindergarten right now. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, I should be giving him and paying him this 50 cents a week because it's going to help him to learn the value of money. And he already can tell you and can count out dollars and cents, can give you change. This is impressive. Why? Because from a young age, he understands the concept of it. Whether you are somebody who is old or who is young, if you realize the concept of compound interest, you understand the concept of how interest can either help you or hurt you, you are going to do things in your life that most people aren't able to do. What do I mean by that? Well, if you ask the average American, you know, how much is a payment when it comes to a credit card? Most of them, in terms of interest, would have no clue. Even on the one that they took out, even on the papers that they signed. Well, the average interest rate for credit cards right now is about 185 to 22.5%. Could you imagine having to pay that on a $100 credit card statement? We're talking about $100. And 185 to $22.5 every single time you don't pay is going into just interest alone. Well, what if your bill's a thousand? Or how about ten thousand? People are spending thousands and thousands of dollars on compounding interest that's hurting them. Instead, by being on the 
onset, on being on the aggressive, by being on the attack, by not being slave to the lender, and actually having money in your hand and being able to invest it, now you're being able to grow your net worth. Now you're being able to be financially faithful to yourself and to your future dreams, your goals and your aspirations, because you're deciding that instead of throwing money away, I'm actually going to amass wealth. And you amass wealth over the course of time. Sure, would it be great to wake up one day and to be in the dream home? Absolutely. And I hope you can, and I know you will. Would it be amazing, maybe someday, if you wanted even, to have that dream car? 100%. To be able to go on that vacation, to bless other people's lives. What quality of life do you want to have? Because if you are financially frugal at times in your life, Okay, that doesn't mean that you're cheap. What it means is that you are responsible. You're responsible. How is responsibility transferring into amassing wealth over the course of time? Well, I was talking to a young couple last night. We went out for just a little bit of a bite to eat, and we're around the table, and we weren't even, you know, uh, planning on talking about finances. But here's the thing if it's on your mind, and it's in your heart, and it's something that you enjoy and you understand is important, eventually it comes up, and it did with them. And I'm so proud of them. Ryan and Michaela. if you're listening to this right now, I'm so proud of you because both of you have focused really, really hard and have laser-sharp focus on paying off your student loans. And because of that, Okay, the young man is going to be able to go and get his master's degree. And when he gets his master's degree, he's going to be able to cash flow it, meaning that he's going to have to pay out of pocket, but he doesn't have to get another student loan. And he'll be debt free with his master's degree because he worked so hard and he saved and he invested and he did it the right way. When you learn tips and strategies from people, when you take in the wisdom, when you read books, when you you are investing in yourself, all right? And then I was at church today, and I'm coming out, and it's tremendous. I'm there, and I see my godson, and he's only a month old. Incredible. His parents already took a credit card out in his name. Now, some of you will say, that is crazy. That's lunacy. Why are they doing that? I say that's phenomenal. They're building his credit at such a young age. Not only that, they started a brokerage fund for their child. And they put $1,000 into a brokerage fund. Why is that important? Well, here's the thing. If you do that and it sits there for the next 59 and a half years, by the time your kid is able to take it out, if it was in some kind of retirement funding, well, you would have amassed a tremendous amount of worth. In a 40-year period, that would be over $45,000, right? In 59 and a half years, man, that would be closer to probably 75, 80,000 or more, okay? We're talking, could even grow to 100,000 from $1,000. If parents knew that kind of stuff, I have to think that they would be wanting to do it for their own children. If you're able to do stuff to help set up your kids up for a financial future, please do so. But when it comes to your own race, when it comes to your goals, your dreams, your desires, you have to have the why. I've talked about the why before, and I'll talk about it time and time again. And the why is going to drive your daily 
habits. Your daily habits are going to continue to either pave yourself towards getting closer to that future or getting farther away. On the workforce, every single day, every single day I take my lunch. I buy lunch. Why? Because, no, I'm not going to buy lunch. I take my lunch. It is so important. There are so many young people at my job place. Every day they go out for core life, for Chipotle, for this, for that. And they might say, oh, it's only 10 bucks. It's 12 bucks. Here's the thing. Think about this. 10 to $12 a day on lunch multiplied by five days a week. You're talking about 60 bucks. Four weeks, that's $240. If I were to tell you, if you took $240 a month and you invested it in a high-yield savings account, let alone in the stock market, which has been getting almost 11.5% return over the last 120 years, you would, in, in the course of your career, if you're a young person just started working, you would have over a million and a quarter dollars. You can't make this stuff up. But you also can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Now, I'm fired up about this. Why? Because then you got people going out to Starbucks, to Dunkin' Donuts, to buying their coffee. Great. If you want to do that, go right ahead. That's fine. But I'm saying, what if you decided to do a little experiment? And in the next year, you said, I'm not going to eat out for lunch and I'm not going to be buying my coffee every day. And I'm going to take that almost 18, maybe even $20 when it's all said and done a day that I'm spending on this nonsense stuff that I could be disciplined. Yeah, it's going to take me an extra 10, 15 minutes maybe to make my lunch, make my coffee. But guess what? The golden rule here is, and you can teach young people this, Time is money. And when you spend the time in your early years, when you're able to, maybe you wake up 10 minutes earlier and you're able to do it. Guess what? You just saved yourself 20 bucks a day. That's $100 a week. That's $400 a month. Even without compounding interest, you're going to be netting yourself almost $5,000. That's like giving yourself a raise. I'm not saying don't eat, that's for sure. Big dogs gotta eat. And when it comes to money and finances, you wanna be eating well. You wanna be dining sumptuously. You wanna be enjoying, yes, those dinners out someday. But today, right now, your goals, your dreams, your desires, it takes discipline, it takes sacrifice. That word sacrifice is not in young people's vocabulary. They don't want to listen to it. They don't wanna hear about it. They, they don't even think that it exists. What I moved into, my first home. And right after I got married, my wife and I were sitting there and we didn't have any furniture. Now, all of my down payment money went right into the house and there wasn't any place for us to hang out. So my wife says to me, hey, let's go to the furniture store and let's buy some new sofas and recliners and tables and all this kind of stuff. I said, are you crazy? We can't afford to do that. She said, why not? Just put it on the credit card. Now, no fault to her own. That is what most people would do, right? And then you have a payment. And if you're not able to make that payment, now you're in debt over something as simple as a sofa, as a couch, all right? Now, instead, 
we decided, all right, we're going to make this work. And her aunt had an old birdcage printed pattern couch. The thing was pink and beige. Now, some people say, man, that was not attractive at all. It was in their basement. Here's the thing. Thank you to her aunt for allowing us to have that couch. Didn't cost us anything. And to give us the opportunity to work hard to save so that way we can buy the couch that we wanted to have that's still in our house today, in our new home. We upgraded, but guess what? It's in the basement. I don't believe in going into debt for stuff that's common. I also truly believe that if you make small adjustments, and my hope is from some of these stories, from some of these things that I'm sharing, you might think I'm ridiculous. But the matter of fact is your money adds up. Your greatest wealth building tool is your income. But how you spend your money, how you save it, and then how you invest it is going to catapult you into levels that you could have never have imagined. But you have to start somewhere. So challenge yourself. Maybe doing it for a year seems way too hard and way too far. Do it for a month. Go in a spending freeze. I challenge you. Right, we're coming up to the month of May. I challenge you for the next 30 or so days to go on a spending freeze. Meaning that you don't buy a single thing that's outside of your absolute needs. Needs are quantified by the four walls of your home, a shelter, having food on the table. And I'm talking about basic food. I'm not talking about steak and lobster every night. I'm certainly not talking about going out to dinner or buying takeout. I'm talking about home-cooked meals on a budget. It's also about clothing. There's You have enough clothes in your closet and in your drawers over the next month. You don't need to add a single thing to your repertoire of apparel. I'm also talking about when it comes to transportation, whatever vehicle that you're driving, okay, that's fine. It is what it is right now. But think about how can you make it a little bit more economical? Maybe your lease is coming up. Maybe you should start thinking about the next car that I purchase is going to be a used vehicle that still is very highly, um, it's highly dependable to get to work. But at the same time, it's not going to break the bank. I had dinner with the other night with a couple of my cousins. They were sharing me, those young people, that somebody that they know said to them, yeah, I'm having a hard time making my gym membership payment. And I was like, how can that be? The person's driving a Porsche Cayenne. They roll up to the red light. They're looking hot as heck. They're looking great. People are saying, oh, man, you got a dope car, all this kind of stuff. Little do you know, the majority of people who are riding in those vehicles who are younger, they actually can't even scratch two nickels together in order to have savings in their bank account. They're living paycheck to paycheck. What kind of financial freedom is that? What kind of life is that? To, to me, that's not worth it at all. Instead, if you have the ability to really go wherever you want to go, to be able to have fun, to be able to do things with other people. And you don't have to literally look at your bank account and think, am I going to make ends meet? Do I have to work an overtime shift to pay for my car payment? And my car payment is literally almost as much as my rent. Come on, man. What are you doing? 
Think about this. Now, everybody is at a different financial place, but I'm trying to call people out here because it, I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of people making excuses and saying, I don't have enough money. Or then when you're trying to plan something with a group of friends that they're not able to do it. Or it could even be people in your own family. The matter of the fact is, it's just like you talk about with time. When people say, I don't have time to do that, that's not true at all. What they really mean is, that is not important to me. The choice right now is to not do such and such activity or to spend it with so-and-so. And that's okay. We all have to make choices in our life. And that that's what the beauty of life is. It's about the choices that you make. The things that you do today are going to completely determine what happens tomorrow and the week after that, the month of the year, and the years to come. Your habits that you lay right now, the groundwork that you establish is going to be lived out for generations. And it's not just impacting you, it's impacting your children and your children's children. If you don't think I'm seriously fired up about this, do you don't understand. When you learn and realize that the thing that you have the most control of in your entire life, you don't have complete control over your health. You don't have complete control over who is in your family. You don't have complete control over even what happens at the workplace. You don't have complete control over the economy. You certainly don't have complete control over so many different factors and things that in life might blindside you. But what you do have 100% control over right now is what you decide to wake up to do every single day in terms of earning money how you spend your money, how you save it, and how you invest it. You have the power in the United States of America. You have the power to live the American dream. You decide. You're the owner. You're the entrepreneur of your life. Are you running your life as a business? If you are not, you're probably not going to go that far. You might have an okay life. You might have a mediocre life. But why are you settling for mediocrity? Why are you selling for just being okay? You look at people who have great wealth. You look at people who have amassed the ability to live in their dream home. Maybe even, yes, to drive the dream car. To be able to go on trips and experience the world and all the things that it has to offer. To have a lake house. To have a boat. All this kind of stuff. That No, that doesn't make you happy and joyful in your heart. But what does do is to enjoy life, to have a better quality, and then to have even greater experiences with the people around you. What it does do is eventually you can bless other people in an exponential way because you're sharing the resources that you have. You're sharing the wealth that you've amassed. You're sharing your efforts and your fruit of your effort with those people that you care about around you. And you can lend a helping hand to somebody else because you're in a position to do so. It is a power position. NHL playoffs going on right now. It is a power play for your life. It's a power play. You can't be in the penalty box. You can't be sitting behind the glass with a two-minute major. And a two-minute major when it comes to your finances is being knee-deep in debt with no plan at all, with just spinning your wheels and seeing the dollars just waste away. Seeing the compound interest eat you up and eat your future up. Instead, get out of the penalty box. Be on the power play. And understand that you have everything that it takes right now. And maybe you say to yourself, Dan, I don't. Because I don't know. I don't understand how to do this. 
That's why you're listening to this podcast. That's why you're tuning into other episodes of the Life to the Fullest podcast. That's why you can go out to em3life.com slash financial or check out my book, Winning with Money, Dollars and Cents, and a myriad of other books that are out there that are going to help you to watch videos, to learn. Remember, everything that you do right now, Everything that you desire to soak in, the knowledge, the, the wherewithal, the teachings, the trainings, the discipline, and you apply it to your life, that's the greatest aspect that you can have. All this knowledge is for naught unless you actually are utilizing it. So where to start today? Where do you start today? Number one, you start with taking a full account of where you're at, a litmus test of your finances, looking at your bank account, looking at all your statements. What are your assets? What are the things that are in your favor? Where are you in the black in life in terms of the green is growing? Do you have a home? Is there any equity in that home? Do you have a car as an asset? Is there any equity in that vehicle? Do you have some other savings that's there or investment account, a retirement? If you do, write down all of those numbers and then take account of your debts, of the things that you owe money on, where that you are in Look at all the aspects of life where you owe, where you have to make payments. And then do a cross comparison and see where your financial status is. Then from there, taking a full account in the next three months, three months and writing down every single penny that you spend. Remember this month you're doing a spending freeze. So you shouldn't be spending too much at all besides for the absolute necessities. And it's going to blow you away more money is there in your bank account at the end of this month than you typically have. Because maybe you're just scraping by on a regular basis. They didn't realize that if I stopped eating out so much or you know going out for coffee or some of these small things, they add up and make a massive difference in the daily living and over the course of the year. And then you have choices that you can make. You are having the ball in your court to be able to decide, all right, I'm actually going to take all this extra money. I'm going to throw it towards my debt to chop down that payment because you're doubly paying yourself. That's what a lot of people don't understand about debt when it comes to their student loans or credit card statements and all this kind of thing is that when you decide to pay it off, not only are you saving yourself today, you're saving yourself for your future because you're not paying that 18 and a half to 22 0.5% interest on a credit card, or maybe 8 to 10 or even 12% for your student loan, that is gone. And what else? All that money that you would be putting towards it, you could start investing it and making 8 to 10 to 12%. Even the cash preferred savings account right now is going to yield you almost 4.5% guaranteed. 4.5%. And instead of you wasting money away at 12% for your student loan or 18 or even 22% for a credit card, you now flip that on its ugly head and you are in the black. You are raising your net worth and you just did a complete 180 and you're up by 20%. Are you serious right now? That is going to completely change the status of your financial future. For those of you out there that have a good amount of money, maybe you have $50,000 stocked away in retirement funds, in a brokerage account, in some kind of savings. That is fantastic. Keep building upon that. 
understand what you do to leverage your situation right now is going to matter to you. Maybe it's taking the next step and saying over the next couple of years, I'm going to save up even a little bit more in order to buy a rental property. Because if you have passive income coming through, as the rain is falling, as I'm driving down to visit my family, it will start raining money in your life. You might say, this is ridiculous. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Actually, it doesn't work that way. But it absolutely does. Why? Because if you have passive income that's coming into your life, you are making money while you are sleeping. And a rental property is a perfect example. You have to run the numbers. You have to understand your return on investment, the cap rate. All these things are very important when it comes to logistics and the breakdown. How much is it going to be for your mortgage? How much can you afford in terms of the down payment? Because in New York State, it's 25% down unless it's owner-occupied. So if you're planning on staying in your home that you're in right now and not living in that rental property, you have to put 25% down. However, there are some programs out there that if you are able to live in the home, you might even have to put as little as 5% down or even 0% in some cases. Certainly, you probably will have to pay a PMI, property mortgage insurance. That's going to be about you know 10% or higher until you get to the 20% of um, liquidity of investable uh, assets into your property when it comes to your equity. However, if someone is renting out the other side, the, the beauty of it is they're paying down your mortgage for the entire house, and they're probably paying enough where it's covering your expenses as well. Because where can you house hack to live virtually for free? These are amazing, beneficial opportunities for you to leverage. And then when you get to a certain level in your life, or maybe you have $75,000, $100,000, $200,000 of actual money that's invested and it's continuing to grow, well, now you're going to see some big chunks added into your wealth building stream. Why? Because if you have $100,000 and you're making that 4.5% for a preferred cash savings account right now, even when it is a tumultuous market, and that's guaranteed rate of return, in the course of a year, you just added another $4,500 to your net worth. Just from that alone, in a very passive type of investment. $200,000, man, well, you double that. Nine, nine grand just added to your net worth. And if you're somebody who is willing to take the risk, but do your homework, hire a financial advisor, yes, will they be asking you for the market rate of 1% to invest your money and to be the manager of your, of your funds? Probably. But that's okay. Because that 1% you're paying in, it, as long as there's not other hidden fees and you're paying attention to it and you're not investing in mutual funds, mutual funds are going to suck your money dry. That's one thing that I learned from Tony Robbins reading his books. You have to be very careful about expense ratio because if the expenses for those funds are eating away your gains, then you're completely debilitating your ability to grow and to compound interest to be your friend. So if you're able to set it up correctly, if you have somebody that you can trust, if you're in a financial institution, there's the ability to pay 1% and it truly is a 1% fee and you're able to make seven, eight, nine, ten 10%, well, you are doing yourself a massive favor because the compounding is exceptional. 
It's exceptional at $100,000 instead of $4,500 at 4.5%, maybe you're making 9%. And now you're making nine grand a year that continues to compound over the course of time. The beauty is you're not putting all your eggs in the basket of retirement either. And that's the last segment that I want to talk about today is you have to plan for the future. You have to have that rainy day fun. You know, when you're going to grandmother's house and you got to go through the woods and it's starting to rain, you better have an umbrella or it's going to be a miserable journey. Well, the same for you on your road to financial freedom and success. If you're on the road and you don't have the umbrella policy, if you don't have insurances, if you don't have a fund that's there for emergencies, things are going to pop up in life. It's going to stress you out. You're going to have to dip into maybe even that wealth building tool of investing. Maybe you have to take out a loan. Well, you don't want to be doing that kind of stuff for emergencies. You want to have money set aside so you are okay and you are insuring yourself. The other aspect of it is if you put all of your eggs in a retirement basket, you could retire, say, at 60 years old, right? You got to be 59 and a half to withdraw money without a taxable penalty on a 401k and without penalty for a Roth IRA. Granted, you can touch the initial investment money, not the growth, so not the interest, but you can touch the initial investments that you made in your Roth IRA. So meaning right now the limit of $6,000 a year, if you did that for 30 years, you'd have 180 grand that you could take out without, you know, touching um, the, the interest and without penalty. So that could float you maybe a couple of years until you can withdraw even more money. So you could even retire early. But what my point here is, you have to understand the balance. And there's a great balance that happens when you're able to work with somebody who understands the concepts, understands compounding, understands investments, understands passive income streams like rental properties. It can help you build real net worth, not only for yourself, but for future generations. You can be the one, but you can't be the one to put all your eggs in one basket because if that basket drops, what happens to the eggs? They crack, they break, and now everything is lost for your future. Do I think that would happen if you put everything into the market to, you know, build up a credible net worth for yourself when you're 59 and a half years old? No, I don't. And if you were to do anything else, it still would be good because you not have to work the rest of your life. However, too many people, they get to that age and then something happens in their health. It declines. They get a disease. They're terminally ill or chronically ill. Their loved one or spouse, something happens to them. Um, they become injured. They're not able to travel the way that they wanted to. Maybe a life situation happens and their child is in a difficult spot and they have to help take care of the grandkids. And that kind of is, is a true blessing, right? To have, But at the same time, they're not able to do the things that they ultimately wanted to do with their finances, with how hard they work. So my point here is you have to figure out the balance. You have to figure out how much that I would actually need when I retire, okay? And in most cases, you have enough when you only have to draw on 4% of your total nest egg, which will help you to live infinite amount of years for the rest of your life because you will never run out of money. So however much money that you're able to amass, all right, if you can figure out the golden number, the and what kind of style of life do you want to live right now? And there are metrics, there are calculators, there are things out there and tools that you should access and utilize 
because like Chris Hogan says in Retired Inspired, highly recommend the book. Definitely changed my life and my perspective on things. It's not about an age. It's about a number. You don't have to live and work and toil until you're 59 and a half years old. Some of you out there might want to. Great. If you're doing what you're passionate about, if you love getting up and doing that thing every single day or when you want to, fantastic. But you get to. At that point, you get to choose and decide, oh, no, I would rather play a round of golf today. Actually, I would rather go and watch the grandkids. Actually, I would rather hop on a plane and go and take a nice vacation for the next week or month even. You have the ability and the balls in your court because you are on the aggressive, but that doesn't just happen overnight. You don't wake up one day there. It's an accumulation, just like compound interest. It is your choices compounded day after day after day. It is the things that you're doing today that ends up being the catalyst of what happens in your life tomorrow. Your life is only one that you have to live. So how are you going to live it? Are you going to live it to the fullest? Are you going to give your best effort? Are you going to max out your potential? Are you going to work a little bit harder right now, sacrifice a little bit more in order to delay gratification? Nobody likes delayed gratification. The great Muhammad Ali said, I hated every minute of training, but I decided to do it anyway because I choose to live the rest of my life as a champion. From your working time, most people start working seriously with a full-time job, whether it be out of high school or college, some kind of associate's degree, what have you. The window is between 19 years old and about 23 years old. That's when people start really working hard, diligently, doing the 9 to 5, a 40-hour work week. From, say, the average age of 21, 22 years old, until you're 59 and a half, that gives you about 37 years. 37 years. That's a lot of time. And if you're diligent, if you're financially fit because you're establishing a budget, you're staying out of debt, you're slaying maybe the debts that you have now and you're building for your future, you're utilizing compound interest, you're eventually creating passive income streams for your life, not only will you amass great wealth for your future and be able to retire and to enjoy life after 60, you'll be able to enjoy the journey here and now. You'll be able to enjoy the journey at age 30 years old, 35 years old, 40, and increase your lifestyle along the way because you were diligent from the get-go, because you established habits that were winning, because you have principles and things that you live by and you build a budget. Because... If you're not making more money tomorrow, meaning maybe a year from now or five years from now, you're not doing something right. And when I say making more money, what I mean by that is not necessarily just your salary. I mean, how are you able to accrue, acquire? How are you able to build your asset class? How are you able to, again, compound interest, streams of income, passive income? How are you able to continue to have more in the kitty to be able to utilize and it's easier for people to amass more and more wealth when more is available. Because the same percentage that's compounding, the same percentage that's being leveraged in terms of good debt, in terms of utilizing a system that's there in this society that we live in in the United States, 
where it's capitalism, where you could capitalize on all the great things that are out there for the taking. But you cannot do that if you're in debt. You cannot do that if your hands are tied. You're not able to do that if you're stressed out, not knowing where that next paycheck is coming from, not knowing if you're going to make ends meet. That's not a way to live. Nobody's asking you to do that. Well, Dan, you don't understand my situation. You don't know how hard it is. You're right. I don't know. But what I do know is I guarantee you if you implement one or two of the things that we talked about today, if you break it down to the basics, if you truly just start by saying to yourself, I'm going to do everything at all costs to even the playing field. And then I'm going to learn. Because like anything, you have the ability to learn. And when you learn, you can grow. And we know knowledge is power. The power is in your hands. How are you playing the game? Because the people that you're looking at on Instagram, the people that you're looking at when you look to your left or to your right at a stoplight, those people that might have what you think is great wealth, and maybe they can actually afford it. If they can or they can't, that's okay. But what do you really want? What kind of lifestyle are you really striving for? What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? One thing is that I hope and I pray that money doesn't become the root of all things in your life. Because if it does, it will suck you dry. It will not provide joy. But if it becomes something that you can utilize as a resource, as a blessing, and you can share it in abundance with other people, if you're able to build a better future for your family and for generations to come, it doesn't happen easily. But when it is happening, you'll enjoy it. And you'll enjoy it most of all because you'll have people to share it with. My hope today is that out of this episode, you're able to understand that you have what it takes, that you can make this happen, that life doesn't have to be that it's been the way that you've been living for the last five, ten years. Today is the day that you decide, I'm going to start living differently. I'm going to make small adjustments, and I'm actually going to take a hold of my future. I'm not going to allow money to tell me where I'm going. I'm going to tell my money where it's going. God bless you. Keep working hard after it. Make sure you log on to ef3life.com slash financial. Check out my winning book, Winning with Money, Dollars and Cents, A Comprehensive Guide to Financial Freedom and Peace. It's on my website. It's on amazon.com. And of course, if you learned something today from this podcast, if you think that it's valuable, please share it with others. It's the only way that our show grows. Now being broadcast in over 31 different countries. I'm so grateful and thankful that you joined us today, that you're journeying with us. As always, keep living life to the fullest. God bless.